Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Job Quest, where we get the inside scoop on what jobs are really like. I'm your host Luca, and this week we'll be interviewing Liz Glazer, a professional comedian who also was a lawyer and a professor of law. Learn about what a comedian does, accompanied by tons of funny jokes, in this episode. Let's begin our quest. First, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so first, like, what is your job? Can you just describe what your job about? I'm Liz Glazer, and my job is being a stand-up comedian. And you asked what my job is about. I guess my job is about myself. That's mostly what I end up talking about. Um, can you describe like an average day? Yeah, I mean, average is like a funny thing, you know, because I guess it's like, like, you know, I'm overthinking the meaning of average. I'm like, is it the mode? Is it the median? Like, what is average, right? (laughs) Today, I could tell you today, um, which is, it's simultaneously average and also not because some days are very different from this. Some days are really similar to this, but I guess that's average because average is like high, low, and then average. Okay. So my day, so last night I I just did a headlining weekend at a club, which is a thing that stand-up comedians do. So it's basically, I'm in Seattle. I live in New Jersey, but I'm in Seattle for the purpose of doing shows at a club. And so I did one on Thursday night, two on Friday night, two last night was Saturday night. And that's like a typical kind of package that when you've been doing stand-up for a while, perhaps you might do. Um, So that means I do like a long set, like 45 minutes at the end of each of those shows. So I did that for five shows from Thursday through last night. Today, I'm on with you. Later, I have a Zoom virtual show those happen sometimes you know perhaps not obviously but like started during the pandemic and and they still happen it's a benefit and then tomorrow i do a lot of synagogue shows i'm jewish my wife's a rabbi whatever and uh i do synagogue shows and i'm doing one tomorrow so there's a rehearsal and a dinner with the rabbi so that's happening later now Average day, I am married to a rabbi, so dinner with a rabbi, pretty average, but a different rabbi. Okay. Um, So what are the kind of things you talk about when you're doing stand-up comedy? Well, I do mostly derive from my experience and life. So I mostly talk about me um, and, you know, observations, but like normally in the context of I want to tell you this thing that happened to me. And then along the way, there might be observations about, you know, I hate new cars because you turn them on with a button and you don't put the key in the ignition. And I'm like, like, at the very least, I love putting a key in an ignition because then I don't lose the key in the car. And so for me, some comedians might be like, that's the showcase like that's the thing that i want to tell people for me typically it works a little bit better for my style if i'm saying hey i was driving somewhere and you know the story is the vehicle and vehicle is a pun in this context which i'm understanding but not a terrifically funny pun just sort of 
a literal one, but in any event, where along the way to the story, I happen to have an observation about something I hate or something I love that's like a bit. Okay, so it's mostly based on observations. Well, I would say it's mostly based on stories from my life with observations along the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did it take in like school and training to get this mm -hmm. job? And like, well, so, yeah, what's your path to this job? Yeah, so my path is, you know, pretty standard. I used to be a law professor. That's generally how people get into comedy. You know, it's like the classic path. You know, you go to law school for three years, you practice for two, teach for nine, get tenure, and that's the point where you give it all up and you do stand-up comedy. Uh, that's a joke, but it also is true. Sometimes people ask because that's like literally my background. They're like, but why'd you go to law school? I'm like, I'm setting up a joke I'm gonna tell in 16 years. And so, you know, for me, this job being a stand-up comedian requires no education. I have a lot of it that I'm actively avoiding on a daily basis. So what made you want to become a comedian though? I mean, honestly, I did it and I loved it. And then about a year after I did it for the first time, which by the way is today, 10 years ago, March 5th is the day we're recording this. I imagine it may not be the day it comes out, but yeah. just saying today specifically is the 10 year anniversary of the time I did it for the first time. And the short answer to your question is I did it and I loved it. And obviously there's a longer kind of not not story. I guess it is a story, but it's more like set of considerations and what happened in my life and whatever to kind of get me to a point of like leaving to do it full time, which I do now, thankfully. But basically, I loved it and I went for it. So you said that you were also a lawyer and a law professor. That's correct. Oh, um, what did you learn from all these careers you've done about like yourself and about the jobs? Nothing. Not a thing. I learned absolutely nothing. No, I'm kidding. I mean, you know, I think that it's an organizing way of thinking. Like I used to teach law school. One of the things in legal education that we, you know, law professors and law schools say a lot, at least we did then, and I imagine it's still true, is that really it's not when you're teaching when you're teaching students law, you're not just teaching them the rules. You're teaching them how to think like a lawyer. And how to think like a lawyer is really just saying, okay, here's all of these rules, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And to be honest with you, I would say the way that I think about my own life and the way that I have observations about the world is really thinking like a lawyer, right? What's in front of me, what doesn't make sense, what's absurd. Now, now I'm not teaching because there's a bar exam on my life, if only, but like, Instead, I'm teaching because I want to impart, you know, stuff that I've learned and, and thought about to make people laugh. Yeah. yeah. Which is in, in that way different from law school where I would make people laugh, but that wasn't the point, right? The point was you got to learn this material because there's a test and you're supposed to learn something and we have to justify the fact that we're here. In a comedy club, we don't. Okay. Although I do give final exams at the end of my shows. Cool. Um, so now a little bit more about comedy again. What are yeah. the best parts of your job? I mean, it's a good question. I, I love other comedians, like getting to meet people 
who are funny and like whose purpose in the world, <clears throat> excuse me, as they understand it, is in order to find things that are funny and joyous is great. Um, I love that really the way that I'm looking at the world is with an eye towards what about this is funny that I can bring to people to bring us all together and make us all laugh. Because for me, that's the thing that's fun is we're all connected in this one moment where every one of us is finding this thing funny. Yeah, that's probably, probably what I would find enjoyable if I was a comedian too. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and if you ever want to be, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, might take a long time. As you said, you were a lawyer and stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know that everybody takes as long as I did to get to it. I, in fact, know that they don't. Um, but anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, so what are the worst parts of your job? Um, I mean, I think sometimes I don't feel like being funny. And, you know, for me, like I, I have experienced loss. I'm coming out soon with an album that's on grief. Uh, and it's funny, <clears throat> but it took a while to get to that. And when I lost people in my life, which is what the album's about, um, those moments weren't funny. And my job at that time that I lost those people was being a comedian. And so I think that comedy is this kind of thing where in its best moments there's an effortlessness to it uh because anybody can be funny and anybody can laugh and that's the thing that's amazing and beautiful about it because it can bring everybody together in this shared experience of finding things funny and laughing about them and sure there's a skill in knowing how to structure a joke and a story to land a punchline in a specific way and you know you could get better you could find your voice whatever but that doesn't take away from the fact that life happens and if you derive comedy from your life then some moments of your life you might not want to be funny in the moment yeah. that it's happening so you were talking about like an album that you were coming out with yes what exactly is an album Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it's not dissimilar from a music album in the sense that it's a recorded work, um, but it's basically like a show that's recorded on purpose, generally. Uh, and for me, like a record company was like, we would like to record your album. They come into, you know, a theater. We have a show. People come. And that's in some ways different from a music album because it's not in a recording studio. And then everybody just laughs. Hopefully they did. Uh, at the show. And then, you know, you do edits like you would on a regular album, I suppose. I've never made a music album, but I imagine that that is part of the process. And then you come out with a work similar to like Michael Jackson beat it or whatever. I, I That's a terrible example. Um, but, you know, it was literally the first that came to mind. I'm 43 years old, but like, you know, Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It, I think is maybe the album, but like where it's like that, you know, album of music. So similarly, this would be an album of comedy. So Liz Glazer, A Very Particular Experience, which is the name of my forthcoming album, will be out probably on May 12th on all streaming platforms. Very specific. Um, yes. So uh, you mentioned the editing process, maybe, or yeah. if, if this involves something else, maybe how many hours a day are you on a screen, if you are at all? Yeah, uh, I definitely am at all. 
Uh, and I mean, I was thinking when I, when, when you're asking this, like about like my screen time reports, you know, I think last week I was up 28% who, you know, but that's also like directions I'm guessing. I mean, I'm a scroller. I try not to be, but I definitely do that. Um, and then between that and computer and television and some of that stuff is all for work. I mean, probably, I don't know, what's it eight hours a day. I have no idea. I wish I had specifics, but I never think that the way that they, you know what I'm talking about, how they, they um, count it. I'm just like, what are you counting? Like looking at a map probably yeah. doesn't have screen time. Right. Yeah. But there's, they, they don't, well, I guess you could look at the bar graphs, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so like eight hours or something, <laughs> but maybe yeah. not that specific. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so um, if you could have any other job, what would it be? Let's just say for some reason you couldn't be a comedian. What would your sure. backup job be? I mean, I love like I always wanted to be to be a bus driver in a Muppets movie, which like I can be a comedian and also be a bus driver in a Muppets movie with Animal on my lap. That's just been like a specific fantasy of mine. But in terms of like jobs that would have zero to do, because I'm an actor and I once read a beautiful quote about acting. I don't remember who said it, which was like, acting is amazing because it allows you to live multiple lives in one life. And yeah. I think that that's awesome, right? Because I'm constant, I'm very fascinated by people. And so if somebody has a job, that's like totally different from mine. Like I'm in Seattle, I met a lot of like software engineers and people who do programming and coding and I don't know how to do any of that. And so I'm fascinated by that. Would I want to do it? I don't know, you know? Like I think being a janitor is fascinating, but would I want to be a janitor? I'm not sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't know, like I was once a hallway monitor, like, you know, what? have you ever gone on a school trip and it's mm -hmm. like, you're in a hotel room. I was a person who would sit in the hotel room watching Netflix. Uh, and one time I fell asleep, but I got in trouble for that. But then it was fine. But making sure that you in your room don't leave your room. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I want to be a hallway monitor, but like that was an interesting experience. Like I would do, I think anything, you know? As long as you have the experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I love what I do because what I do allows me to basically have these experiences and then take them to people and be like, oh my God, this is what happened. So what is your favorite joke? So my favorite joke is, because uh, people ask this and like a lot of times, you know, the answer is like, oh, Joan Rivers, who I love, you know, said this or that or the other thing. And it's so smart and whatever. And and I love jokes. I think like jokes are interesting for like their mathematics. And oh, my God, I can't believe that there was this reveal of a thing that I wasn't expecting. OK, but for me, the best joke happened. I think it was like 1991 at the Westwood Diner in Westwood, New Jersey. OK, and my family, four of us are waiting to get a table, okay? Super okay. busy, we get the table, we get a four top, and right next to us is a two top table, okay? And because the restaurant, the diner is so busy, everybody's on top of each other, okay? So we're sitting, the four of us, there's a two top that happens to be free for like a minute, okay? Or maybe a few minutes, and then the hostess brings over two women 
who sit down. One of the women, as she's sitting down, turns to my family as she's sitting down at the two top next to our four top and says, sorry, we're late. And it was the best joke ever. And the thing is that it was so funny because we didn't know her, right? But she's in, she's in one moment introducing herself with this beautiful expression of how ridiculous it is that this diner is like so packed to the gills. And of course we don't know each other, but the way that they set, they seated us, it's as though she was in our family and she was late. <laughs> When people ask me, who's your favorite comedian? You know, it's like, okay, I could give the answer of like Joan Rivers, Mike Birbiglia, you know, Wanda Sykes, whatever, Maria Bamford, Mike Kaplan. But like the real answer is this woman at the Westwood Diner in 1991. So whenever her Netflix special comes out, I definitely want to watch it. And I think we should shoot it at the diner. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. If your sides don't hurt from laughing by the end of this podcast, then you really need to check your sense of humor. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Job Quest. <laughs>